Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake, BJ Shea. He is here. He's Hi. right there. And running the boards is Joey D's. Hey. 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 On today's show, we will talk about Star Wars, a new show on Disney+. Plus. Why the Last Man, which is an old comic book adaptation that's hit the small screen. A show called Atropa. Is that right, BJ? Atropa. And then finally, Titans is back. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. more. Or just search for BJ Shay's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey. So many ways to get a hold of us. And if yep. uh, you'd be nice enough to leave us a five star and a review on what you like, or just contact us uh, at social media that we said, or bjgeeknation.gmail.com. Plenty of ways to uh, interact and get a hold of us. Or you can just hear us talk about the things that are out there, including, and I didn't even realize this, I was getting ready and gearing up to uh, watch uh, a What If. And I saw that in the Star Wars tab on Disney Plus, they had a new thing called Star Wars Visions. Yes. And uh, I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's something I'll catch up to because I wasn't sure what it was. I thought maybe it would be something along the lines of what we saw with the MCU where it would be some of the characters would get their own little thing, uh, their little vignette. And I was like, okay, cool. I don't need to watch it. I'll watch it later. Comes to find out it's an anthology series that already dropped all of the episodes and it's done in like an anime style Ooh. yes and many different anime styles too uh Ooh. it is uh it is quite it's quite interesting i have watched the first one called duel and um i am not a huge anime fan and a lot of it is because of the animation just mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. and so it's just hard for me to get by that um, but this one was almost like it, this one was really well done. Duel and, and the first that was a great way for them to drop the first episode. It is like it's almost like it's penciled, black and white penciled, but all the light, all anything that's a light, whether it be a light or a, a blaster blast or a lightsaber, that's in color. But everything else is in black and white. Wow! And it is very well done. It was a cool story um, about a wanderer, and um, of course, you know he's he looks like you know he's got a traditional Asian warrior garb from I almost want to say you know from man like this like the the seventeenth century had that kind of a look. Uh, and, uh, his, his droid was sort of had some sort of gear, sort of, uh, decorations on him that also made him look, he was from that same kind of time period, you know, maybe Japan. Uh, and so I was, um, I was impressed where you've got this sort of Japanese anime 17th century vibe applied to the star Wars universe to really give you a nice vibe of, uh, of a story. And at least for the first one with Star Wars Duel. And it was well done. And from what I understand, there are some famous uh, Japanese creators that are behind this, really fusing, you know, the way they tell a story in the Star Wars universe. And if the episode one is any indication of what the rest of them are going to be like, I am going to be really enjoying this. I I loved Duel. I thought, and I'm not even going to spoil a story because I really think it's cool that you're surprised by what happens in this story. And just taking a quick peek at the at the cast, it's a very diverse cast, which I love to see. And uh, one of the big names on here, we just saw him in Shang Li. Um, 
Simu Liu is how you oh, say his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, who does he play? Because he's uh, Shang-Chi, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Zima? Oh, oh. Zima? Uh, in the fr- in, in Duel? This is just for Visions in general. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, so I'm not sure. You may not have seen him yet, yeah. But uh, we also see. have well, Allison yeah. Brie, we have David Harbour, Lucy Liu, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, That's a lot of people. Bobby Moynihan, Jamie Chung, James Hong. Like, there is a lot. You know, Masa Oka, which, you know, we all loved him from Heroes. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's just yeah. a lot of, it's a very diverse cast, and it makes me really excited to see it, even though I haven't really gone into an anime in a long time. This might be my, uh, my start. And they go across the whole gamut like you said of the different art styles like it seems like if you've seen something along the lines of like a ghost in the shell or maybe like a ninja scroll uh the duel is going to be the one that kind of gets uh, quenches your thirst on that but it goes across all of the different types of anime styles it looks really cool like yeah. i had no idea about this and this guy has me super stoked yeah lucy Liu was in the duel she was in the episode that i watched uh, wow. her voice obviously and, um, yeah, it's good. It's a good, it, it really is a good episode. It's a good way to get into this. Uh, very, very well done. Uh, and as I said, not a huge anime fan, but uh, the way this anime was done, and, and I haven't seen a lot of anime that has the artwork that looks like what Duel sent, uh, gave us, really very artistic. And, and, and the story's good. I, I really want to learn more about these characters they presented to us. And um, so it's a, a good, good first ep. Uh, Star Wars Visions on Disney+. Plus. And uh, most of the time, we don't know how people are going to be dropping uh, the different sort of things, and especially with Disney+. Plus, uh, They've been doing weekly when it comes down to these. These have all dropped at one time, and basically what they're saying is because it's an anthology series, like there's not sort of a connecting story with them all. They felt fine, but just by dropping the whole thing at once. So you can just binge it right now. Oh, yeah. Moving on from that, this was one that I was super stoked about, but as we've moved along and things have changed in our worlds, I've kind of cooled off a little, and I kind of want to get your guys' opinions on this. Um, Why the Last Man has just gone, and uh, actually it was a couple of weeks ago, Mm -hmm. they dropped the first three episodes, and by now I think they're on to episode four or five, depending. So Yeah, uh, I think the fifth one is out now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so it's kind of like one of those ones where it was, gosh, I think it was like maybe like a Vertigo title, but it definitely a, a DC Comics title back in the day, and one of the first long-form graphic novels that I really got into, and essentially it's about a post-apocalyptic world in which a uh, giant event uh, decimates every mammal with a Y chromosome, and uh, now there's one man who is left with his monkey, who uh, <laughs> is now kind of dealing with uh, being the last man on Earth and everything that's going to be coming from that. And so I just, I, I remember reading it. I remember loving it. It was done by Brian K. Vaughn. Which and, we love him. Oh, yeah. And the artist was Pia Guerrera, who is an amazing artist. We got to meet her at, gosh, uh, Lilac City Comic Con before it was Lilac City Comic Con. Wow. So it was a long time ago. And she was just absolutely wonderful on it. And so I was really stoked about this this show. And having watched these first two episodes, uh, I'm going to keep watching it. I just don't know how excited I am for this show. Is it so you so you have watched it? I've watched the first two episodes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So is uh, it not great? Um, it's one of those things where the first after the first two episodes I've kind of like, oh, it's kinda like The Walking Dead. 
is it is it just too heavy or is it it's you've already heavy. seen it before it's heavy and it's dealing with this cataclysmic event which ah. could kind of like as like a uh dealing in the the pandemic times is a lot of times i kind of want to deal with uh, i want to like disassociate with what's going on now mm. and this seems to kind of bring that to a forefront it's why i had kind of an issue going and watching sweet tooth yeah until about i to could ask. until i could kind of just like sent that apart from what is going on now luckily it, it has sweet tooth has more of a fantasy vibe so yeah. it lets you kind of step out of our realm mm-hmm. i mean it, but it's still very prominent is there any stepping away from that do you think so far in the last in the first two episodes not really mm. but they're just setting the stage at this point in time well this is our time this is this yeah, is yeah and it is mm-hmm. definitely our yeah. time yeah. yeah yeah it's it's and i remember the, and i remember the, the 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 graphic novel this is basically today this mm-hmm. is today and um, yeah, like Rev said, it's a cataclysmic event. Uh, if you have any friends and they don't know anything about this show, don't tell them what it's about. Tell them it's a great show. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I was yeah. I was really sad that I told my daughter what it was about. When in reality, the first episode kind of doesn't tell you what's going on. Then you see what's going on. Mm-hmm. But you know, you and I, Rev, we knew about it because we read the novel, so that wasn't a surprise to us. Uh, so I feel I feel like you know if you want to do your friends a favor and they don't know what's happening, just go. Hey, this is a good show. Believe me, some trippy <laughs> stuff happens. Just <laughs> keep follow along and watch it. And you're right because it was even like uh, I didn't tell my wife much about it, and she hadn't read the book, so she uh, she was going into it blind. And one of the things was just like as uh, as the the event starts to unfurl, she's just like, oh, I hope they don't come back as zombies. And I was just like, well, it's not totally The Walking Dead yet, but uh, we'll just mm. wait and see what happens. But it's clever. I, yeah. I, I will say this, and I remember the graphic novel, and here's why I think this will be worth a watch, because we do, um, we have a problem right now in our society where, you know, it seems to be an us versus them mentality in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And so this show will go, okay, well, guess what? Here is a solution. <laughs> and let's see what happens. And... I love that. You know, I love that they that, that they basically take I mean this is was how, what's great about sci-fi. Sci-fi will take something that's out there and look there is a there's a prevalent thought out there that there's always a group of people that's responsible for the misery of the world mm-hmm. and everyone always points a finger at somebody. So this show basically said, "All right, we're going to take one of those groups of people and we're going to basically take them off the table. They will no longer be misery in your life." Let's see if you now have a utopia. <laughs> yeah, let's and, see what fills in that vacuum of misery because, I mean, And you get to happens. see that humans are humans, and that's what I really yeah, loved about yeah. it because, you know, this this really is you get to see humans are always going to be humans. Uh, Amber Tamblin, if you remember Joan of Arcadia, that old TV show way back in the day, and Amber's done other stuff. Wow, and the sisterhood call. of wonder, Wandering Pants. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and she, uh, Last I saw, she was still married to David Cross. Yeah, that I wow. don't know, <laughs> yes. but she, uh, she she plays a conservative. Uh, she plays a conservative, and she she was the daughter of the president, and the president was a very conservative president. And you know, they definitely updated some things, Rev, since we read the graphic novel to sort Absolutely. of fit today's times. One hundred percent, yeah. And politically, no doubt about it, there's a, a, a very similar political landscape as to what we have today. And then, of course, this event happens, and. Um, my favorite character right now is Agent 355. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. She is, I mean, I want her 
in every action thing when, ever. Uh, Ashley Romans, if if you don't yeah. get roles forever for this because you kick serious ass, uh, Diane Lane also is uh, an old school actress that some people that people in my generation know, mm-hmm. and uh, she's uh, really terrific in this. Uh, and and you know what the guy that plays Yorick, uh, Ben Schnetzer, I I don't Schnetzer, I don't know much about him, but he's a perfect Yorick. He is such a whiny baby that right? I love this guy. I forgot guy. how much I did not like Yorick. Yeah. Like, and so going into this, I was like, oh yeah, I, yeah. I, th- this is this is that guy. This is going to be the one that's going to. All right, yeah, and yeah, he fits that role really well. It's really well, and, and I'm looking forward to more of it. And Sarah likes it. My daughter likes it too. So nice. Yeah, I think you know, Rev. You're right though. The, we're kind of inundated with these kind of shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, The Walking Dead is really the fir- the granddaddy of, guess what? Humanity goes to hell in the handbasket <laughs> because of a disease. And, hmm. you know, then Sweet Tooth, guess what? Humanity goes to hell in the handbasket because people try to make a perfect human being and <laughs> modify human being. You know? And so, and now you got this, we, we don't know why the right. world's going to hell in the handbasket, but... Um, and frankly, I forget how why oh, ended. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing where they take me. Um, <laughs> But it's on Hulu, mm-hmm. and uh, it looks good. I mean, I'm three episodes in, and um, I I like what I, I like what they're giving me. Perfect. And now, also, there is another one out there that is on YouTube. Correct? Uh, yes, it's called Atropa. Now, let me. T- it's on YouTube, <laughs> but really, this is from a, 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 a basically a service, a, a content provider known as Dust. It's an app you can get for all your devices. Oh, uh, and I didn't know anything about Dust at all, but all of a sudden, this shows up, and it's a sci-fi looking thing. It's called Atropa, and I'm like. All right, let me see what this is about. And then I did remember that I used to watch a couple of shorts from time to time, and it was uh, from a company called Dust, and it all started coming back to me because, you know, things get a little foggy. (laughs) Um, And this is, uh, I have to say, man, Dust shows you some independent work based in the world of sci-fi. So if you're a sci-fi fan, Dust is all about that. But you get to see some really cool things. Like, you know, you might see George Lucas's film that he made for film school. I mean, they'll just find some random stuff that's brand new movie shorts, things that, you know, wouldn't normally get to see the light of day because it's just not commercially viable. But Dust says we're going to throw it out there because there's a lot of good stuff out there in the world of sci-fi that you never even hear about because they're not huge money makers and atropa is one that they drop you know they might be five to ten minute episodes currently i'm into episode six and it's a troubled off-world officer running from his past who finds himself slammed directly into it when he boards the mysterious spaceship atropa and they say this is a love letter to the grungy science fiction movies of the 70s and 80s and it's a seven episode digital series so there's only one ep left that i i get to watch but it's on YouTube, so you don't have to worry about it. But Dust is a free service. They they run commercials. Uh, okay, so it's like kind of like a Pluto or... Oh, you know what? You're right. I have that on my on my smart TV because that was where I saw the one of the shows that you had been talking about. Again, it was just one of those small shows that was on like one of those services now that are gone forever, and I wish I could remember the name of it. It was about a, basically a bunch of kids who ended up uh, kind of lost in oh, space. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Which uh, was just it, fantastic. It started, it, st- it started the taxi driver from uh, Deadpool. Yes, it's lost uh, in space. I, yeah, and, and I can't remember his. I can't remember the actor's name, but he played the taxi driver in Deadpool, and uh, he was fantastic. He and his sister were uh, basically running a spaceship together. Yeah, Karan uh, Sony was the guy's name, and I'm yeah, trying, yes. I'm it was on Yahoo. It was a Yahoo show. Yeah. 
And uh, also Joel from Mystery Science Theater 3000 was in this the series. Why can't we think? Is it outer Others, space? Other space. Other space. Other space. Yeah, which was yeah. fantastic because it was just a whole uh, marathon a of it. And I was, I was like, I don't care about commercials right now. I'm going to watch this because it was so good. And then it was like about towards the end of it, I was like, oh, wait, BJ talked about this. We talked about this on the uh, podcast a, a, a while back. And I was like, that's cool. Like, I just huh. love the fact that you can see things on that. Uh, even if you don't have access to maybe some of those other services or you just want to see something different, they've got like a whole slew of random channels that yes. you can just look up stuff on, usually on your smart TV. So check it out and you can find Dust usually. Aww. And Dust is on Apple TV, on Roku. Oh, and if there you go, yeah. Yeah, if you're, on a sci- if you're a sci-fi fan, um, that's what this is all about. This is a sci-fi content provider. I love and, that. Like oh. I'm just looking at the other space. We have our almost Squirrel Girl. Oh, yeah. Liliana, which have you guys, if you haven't seen the pictures yet, I'll post them again uh, of her in her squirrel girl costume. That will never be. I know. There was almost a squirrel girl and then they decided no. But I have to give a shout out. I love this actor just because any role he plays, which is usually a really tiny role, he kills it. It's Eugene Cordero. And if you're like, hmm, that guy sounds familiar, you might have seen him in Loki or in Grace and Frankie, Tacoma yeah. FD. You know, he's just in everything. Um, he's also in uh, the Star Trek Lower Deck show. Yeah, Eugene Cordero is a great actor. Yeah, I just saw him on a panel, so I know who he is because of that, Vicky. And he, was, he and he kills it oh, every, yeah, every that guy. He was yeah, in an episode yeah. of The Mandalorian, the one yeah. where they where we get introduced to. I'm blanking on her name, but was it Gina Carrero's character, or whatever? Oh he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that first episode, he's in it as a small role, but he always kills it. So I feel like he's going to be an up and comer, like big guy one day. Yeah, and he kills it on and he kills it on lower decks, and he's like a fan favorite at the panels. As Star Trek just had their fifty fifth anniversary Aww. panel, and he's up there. Eugene, wow. Eugene, Eugene's a lot of fun. And lower decks. If you haven't watched Star Trek Lower Decks, and you're a Star Trek fan, man, and you want to see a comedy based on what you love with ridiculous amounts of homage thrown in. With with you know, I mean, they had Tom Paris guest star on an episode, and uh, Will Riker's been fantastic in that series. The Pack Led, who are a great Star Trek uh, villain, who really are they a villain? Or are they just they're, they're the dumb guys that kidnapped Jordy because they didn't know how to make their ship fly, um, <laughs> and they are killing it by just focusing on the Pack Led. And uh, Lower Decks is a lot of fun with great, including Jack Quaid, who's in the Boys. He also plays uh, a main character in oh, Lower Decks. Gosh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's Wee Huey. It's, it's a good show. I mean, I love Star Trek, and I love that they've made basically a fun, hip, animated cartoon that looks like it's drawn by the same people who drew Final Space. Um, and it is so much fun, and it, it, I, 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 it's it's well done. And um, so anyway, we weren't even talking about that, but hey, watch Lower Decks on Paramount Plus if you can. <laughs> yeah, another service. And then if you want another service, or maybe you already have this, uh, HBO Max has Titans, which is the DC. Yeah, uh, Titans. And this good. Is, and this is the one that has, who is in this one? This one has got uh, basically uh, Nightwing and That's Wonder right. Girl yeah. and Raven and Starfire and Beast Boy. Uh, and this is the uh, one that got a lot of crap when it first came out, or at least the uh, the shots of them Starfire filming. Starfire and like, is she looking everyone not, like was, comic accurate. Yeah, it yeah. was looking kind of cheesy, and so a lot of people poo pooed it and were hating on it. But how many seasons has it got? This well, it just in- came back for season three. That's pretty oh, impressive. Got, yeah, and Vincent Carthizer, who you will remember from uh, Mad Men, he was also. 
Uh, the villain in the Justin Bieber time movie. Uh, I don't know if out of time or whatever, but he was the rich, you rich, mean rotten just, guy. Justin Timberlake? Justin Timberlake. Yes, I always say Justin Bieber. Right. <laughs> yeah. Justin Timberlake's like, time Justin, movie. It's like Justin yeah. Bieber was in a sci-fi movie. I'm an I idiot. think it's yes. the one where like Justin Timberlake's mom looks really young too, or grandma. Yeah. Yep. I'm just going to tell you this right now. <laughs> um, and it really goes deep into the Batman universe. I, the, the, rel- this is, I have to tell you something. I mean, the psychological world of Batman I don't think has ever been explored more than in Teen Titans. The relationship okay. between Dick Grayson wow. and Bruce Wayne, they cover it a lot. They started in season two and they ramp it up in season three. I mean, this is, if you're a fan of the comics, you're going to get Barbara Gordon as the commissioner. You're going to get Jason Todd, who is the new Robin. You're going to see a gentleman by the name of Tim Drake, who is the newer, newer, maybe Robin, whatever. I mean, <laughs> they, I mean, this is, this is a fun show. And, um, it is it is good stuff. It's well worth the watch. It's on HBO Max. Three seasons, and and the third season is we're in the middle of the third season right now. I think season eight. I think is the latest one. Eight? I should say episode eight. And uh, it's good. It's a good storyline. <laughs> Scarecrow is in this, oh. and Scarecrow is awesome. Oh man, talk about psychology and psychological. This, I mean, oh, this is. This is just good. This is good, like what Batman is, even though Batman's hardly in this because uh, it's the Titans. So what DC wasn't able to do with their movies, they are doing with their shows, and like, they have been consistently. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even oh yeah, if Titans is uh, Titans is a good show. Yeah, uh, and like we talked about uh, the last episode, we have uh, Doom Patrol coming back, and we came back last week. So if you haven't been on that, go get HBO Max and watch both these shows. Doom Patrol, and I, I mean the first two seasons. Maybe the best fantasy television ever made. It is. They wow. have taken. DC has taken a comic that probably was really. I mean, who cares? I mean, really, who <laughs> no, cares you're not about? Wrong. You're not wrong. And they have turned it into a TV show that is brilliant. What they have done on so many levels with this show is unbelievable. And everybody involved in that show is so good. I. I mean. It, it it is uh, man, I, I it is it is one of the best shows on television, Doom Patrol. And Vicky's the one that turned me on to it, and I hate to admit it. And then she also turned me on to Harley Quinn, which is also a terrific show. I mean, uh, it is. I know it really is. I mean, Vicky Vicky's got good taste. I hate to admit it. Uh, the thing with Doom Patrol, though, that I love is that if you write all the elements on paper, what the episodes are about, everything that's going to happen, it should not work. It shouldn't work. It's too much. It's too crazy. No one's gonna follow it, but it works, and it's great. Oh, yeah. And when you think about mental health and inclusion, mm-hmm. boy, Doom Patrol knocks it out of the park. It really, God, it's such, it, it is, I think it is such a great contribution to human art. It really, really is. I mean, I, I put it up there with uh, Sense8 by the Wachowskis. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Wow. I really, really do. I mean, you know, art, you know, sometimes you watch a show and what that show does to make humanity better by basically just telling beautiful stories about outcasts. Uh, you know, people that are marginalized and Doom Patrol does that so, so well. I mean, almost every character is, you know, an outcast for some reason and you love them all. You're like, you're rooting for them all, even though they, some of them have more issues than, you know, Maxim Magazine. And, and even then, yeah. more than <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, and also, Brendan Fraser, who you really hardly ever see because the character is a robot and yet, man, is he so good. Like, like, like the robot should not work. You know, mm-hmm. robot man should not work because you can't see his eyes. You can't see his, no facial expression. And yet one of my favorite characters and Brendan Fraser just knocks it out of the park voicing robot man. 
Brennan Frazier is a treasure. And by the way, in this house, we never say anything ill about Brennan Frazier. He is a gem. So if you have anything <laughs> negative to say about Brennan Frazier, you may walk out now. Take well, that uh, his, his Doom Patrol work will vindicate anything that anybody says about oh, yeah. him. He's, br- he's brilliant in it. And The Mummy is still one of the greatest movies of all time. Well, I wouldn't, you know, I mean, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to well, end it there. I might have to go back and uh, rewatch that. No, um, uh, how, but- how could you? Tom Cruise's Mummy is the definitive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to table that okay. one until a later date. I'd rather watch the, the crappy Fantastic Four movie, any of them. Oh. <laughs> Oh, wow. No. Shots fired. Yep. No, well, stick around, Vicky, because now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. What do you got for us, Vicky? So, I feel like right now there's a bunch of, you know, between Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, everyone, if there <laughs> is a property, people are going to try to snatch it up as quickly as they can to see, not so much that they have plans to do anything with it, but they want to see, well, maybe we can do something. So let's grab it before somebody else does, right? Yeah, it's kind of like the licensing thing where they'll yep. put out a trash Fantastic Four movie just so nobody else can make a uh, better one. Yep. Uh, don't mean, bring it up. And they did. Disney did. And what is it? It's called The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently Netflix has acquired a whole company. Whoa. Roll Doll Story Company. Okay, so... So Roll- who's that? Uh, hmm. Um... Why? I'm drawing a blank. I can't remember. He's an author, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And wrote a lot of our childhood, like our favorite childhood books and movies. And it just is, he's probably most famous for two. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Matilda. Oh. Oh. Okay. And Netflix has got his, what, his whole, cata- his whole catalog? his whole catalog. Oh, interesting. So it was, so the deal extends a relationship between the two companies. It began in 2018 with the initial pack that gave Netflix access to 16 titles for anim- animation adaptations. And to date, the projects that have been put into motion include Taika Waititi and Phil Johnson's upcoming series based on the world of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Well, Taika Waititi, you said his name. I'm, I'm in. It's gold. Right? Yep, I'm yeah. in too. Because, I mean, I've been watching Reservation Dogs, and uh, he and Taika Waititi is a, an executive producer, producer on that, mm-hmm. but that show is good. It seems like whatever Taika touches is just gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also looks like they have Matilda the Musical with Sony and, work, uh, and working title. I'll let you watch that, Vic. I I really love Matilda. It's one of those, like, I hope they don't ever have to remake it. Like, here's hoping. I mean, they probably will at some point, like, into a live action. The old one is still there for you, though. It it, it was just perfect. Uh, (laughs) Matilda, the first one wasn't a live action? It was was a live action. I hope they don't make another live action movie. They can do do animated or whatever. I guess musical, fine, sure. All right, Let's not do any other. They're going to reboot it. They don't buy these things. Not to reboot them, I tell (laughs) you. And the title I was trying to think of was James and the Giant Peach. Because I I knew that Roald Dahl had done one of those as well. He did a lot of different ones. I think he also did Witches, The Witches, which I think is the one with Angelica Houston. Oh. I think that was what they based off of. And recently, Anne Hathaway did the remake. Um, I think right. with uh, Octavia Spencer was also in that, if I am correct. Yeah, well, you, you got are some right. You are right correct, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had a bunch of different books. Like those are the big ones I remember reading uh, back when I was a kid. And so he he was just really really talented. And like J- oh, what is it? Uh, the big friendly giant. I think they oh, did. The BFG. They tried to re- do a movie on it, and it wasn't yeah. 
great. <laughs> it just it didn't look good. But hopefully, I mean, if they're going to be doing animated series based on these, I think that's going to be really fun. Yeah, that seems a pretty fun, like, little hole. I wonder, because you said universe, like, is it going to be like a shared? I hope I it's hope not like not. a weird shared universe thing where there's giant peaches floating around in, like, right above, like, the, the chocolate factory, you know, like, all of those different sort of things. Like, Unless, maybe loosely or related. Maybe if you watched uh, Sweet Tooth, maybe have the events happening at the same time and you follow each person's story real time. Yeah, that would maybe. be a little bit better. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't need to be like, I mean, everyone wants to do a shared universe sort of thing. And, you know, maybe we don't need them for everything. No. But it's fun to see some of those children's classics come uh, back to the small screen. Mm-hmm. And until next time, guys, stay nerdy.